Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, did that one hit too close to home? It's November 22nd, and we are the eve of Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right, everyone. It's probably one of the biggest travel days of the year, right? And I know you guys might be out there fighting with your in-laws. You got a husband or a wife in the passenger seat. You missed your exit. Did you bring in the cranberry sauce? Oh, I left the top. You know, whatever. So we're out here. We're, you know, telling you, calm down, take a breath, and enjoy the rush hour ride home or wherever it is you're heading to. We got a ton of content to get to. Oh, boy, one commenter is not going to be happy. Ajak from Canada made this one-star review on the podcast and said, you just copy Reality Steve and play other people's podcast clips. And I'm so sick of the Clayton crap. Nobody cares. One-star review titled, Make Your Own Content. Oh, boy, Ajak, you're not going to like this episode. Episode. We've got a clip from Reality Steve. We've got some Clayton crap that nobody cares about. We've got the UCAN Foundation. We're going to discuss their response to Nick Vial and what he said on the Howie Mandel podcast. We've got a lawsuit brewing in the world of music, and we've got so much more to get into. We're going to discuss that all in today's Bachelor Rush Hour. So I hope that you're okay handling this free podcast as we discuss some of these things. Well, finally, one of our hit stories on YouTube today. Finally. Finally, we've got some positive press for Clayton Eckerd. Susie Evans says she never once questioned whether Clayton was lying about paternity claims. Now, look, it's very telling that the first time that any of these smut rags like Us Magazine or People or whatever, it's a, it's very telling the first time they comment on the Clayton thing is when Nick Vial decides to talk about it on his podcast. Does that mean they all listen to Nick's podcast? No. I mean, in, in my honest belief, and I don't want to come off bitter here, that the fact that he's going to start to talk about it will provide press because it takes the pressure off of the uh, you know us magazine from doing any actual journalism right they can just say well she said this on his podcast but even though it's a little annoying that we've been talking about it to her blue in the face it is interesting to see this press start to come out it's no surprise to me that I receive an email from Jane Doe today through my lawyer that I am you know hesitant to even open because I don't want it to damper my parade. But uh, you know it's good that people are talking about it. I wish everyone in Bachelor Nation had the gumption on their podcast to discuss this case because we're allowed to. That's how the world works, folks. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to share a wild clip from another man who's in court with the same Jane Doe and what the lawyers had to say and also what the judge had to say. I'm going to get into that in a few minutes and uh, let's let's open with a non-bachelor story. Hall and Oates. Hall sues Oates over hit song. Do you guys know Hall and Oates? That's a little bit before my time. Uh, but apparently there's a lawsuit uh, Daryl Hall has against his former musical compadre, John Oates claiming some form of breach of contract. What's more, Hall got a restraining order against Oates this past Friday. Yeah, this is what's crazy. If you're going to start a musical group called Hall and Oates and put your names together behind it, you kind of have to get along because if you decide never to talk again, then I don't know, how does that work in the legal system? Can you, can Hall play Oates's music and vice versa? Here's what he had to say on Bill Maher's podcast. I mean, you have a partner. 
So it's a little different then. I don't have a partner. You're you not, think John Oates is my partner? You still tour together, don't you? Yeah, but he's not my partner. Well, you're par- He's my business partner. Uh, he's oh, not geez, my cre- well, look what I've stumbled into here. He's, I, not, I, he's I, not my creative partner. Okay, I, I'm not trying not try to... I was just saying, I know that you guys still tour and put out records, so that, to me, that's a partner. I mean, it's like... Yeah, we don't put out records. <laughs> what was the we, last we, record you put out with And I think uh, it was 10 years ago. To me, that's fairly recent. It's 21st century. John and I are brothers, right? We, But we are not creative brothers. We are business partners. We did a lot of stuff... We we made records called Hall and Oates together, but we do we we've always been very separate, and it's it's a really important thing for me. <laughs> well, you but you certainly weren't separate on the records, and you I don't mm. and, and were you separate creating them? No, we were separate on the records too. What, what does that mean? I had the same question. What does that mean? I mean I, I'm okay, not hearing yeah. the harmony. I'm not hearing you know what song, I love you about know that song. Kiss on my list. Of course, I did all those. That's all me. All right, so very interesting here that Bill Maher stumbles upon this beef between Hall and Oates. I didn't have a Hall and Oates beef on my uh, sort of bingo card this year, but somebody's hungry to, uh, I mean, uh, clearly they've got a restraining order against each other, or one has against the other. How wild out there. All right, well, let's jump into our sponsor. Today's Bachelor Rush Hour is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. The holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by providing everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. Oh boy, what am I cooking? Hearty steak and potatoes with balsamic cranberry pan sauce. You guys know I'm a big cranberry guy, right? I also love a good balsamic. Cabbage, potatoes, and cranberries may conjure images of New England in boiled dinners, but this recipe brings in some more worldly flair. All right, so clearly this isn't your mom's frozen dinner. These are fresh ingredients sent to you, and you just got to put the final touches on go to hellofresh.com slash rush hour free and use code rush hour free for free breakfast for life one breakfast item per box while subscription is active that's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash rush hour free with code rush hour free america's number one meal kit all right that's making me thirsty and hungry for some more content let's go back to the clayton story so clayton eckard uh has uh, had his lawsuits with jane doe right he's won an order of protect excuse me he's won an injunction against harassment on her she's won an order of protection against him she alleges that he is the father of her unborn twins he alleges that he's only had a blowjob with her okay sorry folks if you're in the car with the family this is your birds and the beast talk that's how it works well she's also in court with another man who she uh, has, in, in according to this court case, uh, alleges that he's inflicted emotional uh, distress on her intentionally. And then his response was, no, she's in, uh, inflicting emotional distress on me intentionally. Here's just a two-minute clip of what the heck went down in the courtroom. I got the audio of it right here. Again, this isn't Clayton's court case. This is the other one she's in. And some may argue that there's a pattern of um, of circumstances happening here. Have a listen. Here, uh, let alone they don't show any physical manifestation. Um, it appears that the plaintiffs are arguing that we've waived the argument that there is no severe emotional distress because we didn't. Uh, it's in a reply, and I think the court considers all the briefing. But I think, yeah, candidly, it's inextricably tied to the question of whether there's a manifestation of, of uh, harm. You're talking about the nature 
of the harm. Okay. I agree, Your Honor. And there's no physical manifestation, um, but the injuries that she's claiming, there's no causal connection between the conduct that's alleged. Um, you know, that claim is not before the court. All of these symptoms were stated in conclusive fashion in the complaint pleading stage, but throughout this entire case, nothing has been elaborated, and it's been, you know, we don't know if the court, and we can't determine if these this rashes a symptom from Mr. Gillespie's alleged conduct. Um, she could have a scratch or bruising, and she can say that's tied to the conduct. I mean, where do, where do we draw the line? I think. Is there anything in there about the date of the rash, when the rash was, or is it just a picture of a rash? It was a photo of a rash, and, and I will note that the... It her, says it has a time period on it, right? I believe it does, Your Honor, but I note that we objected on the foundation because she's never... The, her affidavit does not state that that photograph accurately depicts what is being demonstrated. So it's a foundational argument we raise, and I think the court... It's an, it's an objection that we that the court will, um, in my opinion, should consider because there's no foundation for that. But again, Your Honor, there's no physical manifestation. The case law is developing. I concede that point. But the most recent unpublished case that we've attached says that the 2017 it, case. Uh, yes, Your Honor. Yeah, right. Uh, and in that case, Your Honor, you know, the court cites to various cases and it says, well, you know, typically in our cases, everyone suffers emotional distress. You understand that case hurts your other case as well. And again, Your Honor, at the end of the day, if the court were to dismiss in both cases, that would be a happy day for my client. It's been two years. That's what I'm going to do, folks. There's just, there's not enough um, evidence of emotional harm from either side to survive summary judgment. So you're both right and you're both wrong. Um, class half empty, class half fill. So he de- so the judge there decides to throw out the case and Greg's attorney, the same, uh, you know, Greg also with similar charges that, uh, that Clayton is fighting, right? Similar accusations and things like that. Greg's attorney says, good, throw out both cases. We, we don't want to pursue this any further. And of course, as Greg returns home from the court, he finds out that there is a new uh, police report filed against him. As I'm reading this to you, the moment that you're hearing this, I just checked my email and Jane Doe is filing new documents against me for sharing these publicly available cases. When does it end, folks? When does it end? And yeah, look, folks, uh, you know, if you enjoy Bachelor Rush Hour podcast and enjoy what we do, it's important to protect our own and protect the rights that we have. And if she can't beat me in a court here in Los Angeles, which of course she was, you know, rejected from her order of protection against me. She is still taking me to court for an injunction against harassment on December 18th. But if she can't beat me here, she's going to try to beat me on her home turf in uh, Arizona. It's, it's just sick and twisted. I don't, I hate that she probably, I don't know. It's my assumption that she really gets off on this in some way or another. But, you know, you just you just hope that the court makes it a little more challenging for such frivolous lawsuits. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's why she lost her case on proving emotional distress. And, sue, you know, she, she was basically suing, or I don't know if it's considered suing or what, but she was going to the court to receive a $40,000 payment because she got rashes and had sleepless nights and I'm sure other things. Um, but either way, proving you've suffered emotional distress is actually very challenging and she didn't do it in that case. So not all victories coming up for her right now, but here's a victory for Caitlin Bristow. She actually just, I guess, confirmed she's going to be moving to a new house. And um, I love it when people take very hard stances on things. And here's Caitlin Bristow's extremely hard stance on why she doesn't like ladybugs. So I, please don't get mad at me. 
All the ladybug lovers, I hate a ladybug. I fucking hate ladybugs. Anything with wings. Get away from me. All right, so there it is. Breaking news. Caitlin Bristow doesn't like ladybugs. Oh, boy. What's going on out there? And in other news, uh, speaking of mental health and all the issues we've got uh, due to dealing with all of this nonsense as it applies to the world we live in, uh, the UCAN Foundation has responded to Nick Vile uh, after he was on the uh, Howie Mandel podcast. We shared the full YouTube video. I'm just going to share a snippet of this story with you right now. But the UCAN Foundation said this on their Instagram. Instagram. Have you listened to last week's episode of Howie Mandel Does Stuff with guest Nick Fiel? The guest made multiple claims about UCAN that misrepresent our mission as a nonprofit organization. It is important to us that our supporters and non-supporters are correctly informed about who we are, what we do, and what we offer. And so then they provided a slide, an infographic, if you will, of what is fact and what is fiction. Nick claimed that the UCAN Foundation asked fans for donations to fund cast members' therapy. They replied, fiction. Your donations are not directly paying for therapy sessions for cast members. We believe the production and distribution companies should be responsible for providing the care, not you. Every dollar donated goes directly towards furthering our mission in advocating for the mental health and rights of cast members. People know what they signed up for is another claim that um, Nick made. And uh, their response was fiction. And what was interesting, too, in the YouTube video is that Howie Mandel also struck this down and said, no, 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 no. People have no idea what they're signing up for. And then you can respond the nature of unscripted entertainment makes it impossible for cast to know the full extent of what they sign up for. Producers rely on shock, surprise, and deprivation tactics to elicit drama, none of which is disclosed ahead of time. Right? Like, if you were signing up for a job to work at a restaurant, you would expect that it would be tough. You're going to be working on your feet. You're going to deal with some assholes, this and that. You wouldn't expect that your bosses would rely on shock, surprise, and deprivation tactics to elicit drama, right? So they say that uh, he claims they know what they signed up for and they say, no, 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 no. And then Nick claims that people are responsible for their own mental health. And um, UCAN says, we agree that individuals should prioritize their own mental health. In reality TV, many producers are deliberately inflicting trauma, making it difficult for cast to prioritize their mental health on their own. Even the most stable individual can struggle in an environment that supports toxicity. And of course, Nick knows that. He, wa- you know, he was on Special Forces, a show that takes people to the brink of their own mental health issues, right? So he knows that. It, it's just, to me, the issue with Nick Vial and UCAN Foundation is that Nick he's just on the side of he like his initial side was that these guys are whiny brats, right? That's essentially what he said. Oh, they're just whining. What's the big deal? And he's kind of dug down on that. But now you've got someone like Howie Mandel, who's clearly like, obviously way more famous, way bigger. He's a, you know, touring stand-up comedian. He's, he's gigantic. He's an nationally, you know, he's, he's very well known. Um, and Howie Mandel is saying, no, 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 you're wrong, Nick. That's not how it works. We shouldn't expect people to know or understand exactly what they're dealing with. All right, so good on them. And by the way, I did want to share Nick Thompson. And I don't know what it is about Nick Thompson that got Nick Vial so obsessed, or I should say upset, really. If you're a massage therapist and you're massaging somebody and you feel tension somewhere, the massage therapist will usually massage out that tension, right? They'll put pressure into the part of your muscles that hurts. That's how you fix it. And what I've noticed here, and I'm not a mental health expert, is that Nick Vial was extremely triggered by Nick Thompson. And I don't know why, 
but it could be, you know, competitive rivalry amongst former cast members of dating shows. I truly don't know. Either way, Nick Thompson is sharing how he's trying to help as one of the co-founders of the UCAN Foundation, which of course UCAN stands for Unscripted Cast Advocacy Network. Here's what Nick had to say, Nick Thompson that is, about how we should view reality TV in the lens we should view it in. Reality TV shows should be viewed as entertainment in the same way that WWE Pro Wrestling is. WWE is not considered a sport because of its predetermined outcomes. Instead, it's considered sports entertainment because it's loosely scripted, competitive, and delivers theatrical performances. Reality shows share these same types of attributes. Characters are cast in roles that can lead to theatrical portrayals of themselves. Scenes are loosely scripted, often predetermined, and they even sometimes have a competition element. The difference is that reality cast members have no control or knowledge of how their character is going to be portrayed, and oftentimes that's a predetermined character they have no control over. So reality TV should be viewed as entertainment the same way as WWE. Both can be entertaining, but neither should be considered reality. It kind of starts to feel like our whole podcast is about mental health issues, and we've got a few more topics regarding just that. Hannah Brown is in Women's Health Magazine. She was interviewed by them uh, and has an excellent reminder for this holiday week. She says, at the end of the day, wellness is all about taking little moments to be present. Have a listen. At the end of the day, wellness is all about taking little moments to be present, taking a deep breath, being here, being with the people that you love, and really cherishing the moments and opportunities that we have to take care of our body, mind, and spirit. There it is, folks. And remember that for Thanksgiving as you're fighting with your drunk uncle about whatever political story. How about this? If you're not an expert pundit, maybe lay off the Middle East talk during Thanksgiving. I mean, maybe not. Hey, whatever whatever gets your stomach growling for uh, stuffing and cranberry sauce, by all means. But uh, let's try to connect with those that we love and not uh, find new ways to divide ourselves, right? And in other mental health news, oh boy, woman threatens to pee an aisle at Frontier Airlines, pulls down pants and squats. Look, I mean... Does Frontier Airlines not suck enough? <laughs> you know? Oh, boy. If they only upgraded to Spirit. A woman on a Frontier Airlines flight threatened to pee in the aisle when a flight attendant blocked her from using the restroom, going so far as to pop a butt-naked squat next to horrified passengers. Okay, I'm starting to side with the customer here. If you gotta go, you gotta go. Video of the wild incident is no shocker going viral, as it shows the woman telling a plane full of people she didn't give a flip about mooning kids and emptying her bladder for all on board to see. I mean, my question is this. Did she make an earnest effort to use the bathroom when she was supposed to? What's the big deal? Here's what I don't understand. They always say like, oh, you can't use the bathroom now. There's turbulence. If the person wants to bounce their head off the ceiling trying to take a piss, by all means, just let them. That's my thought there. I'm all for the rights of bathroom access at all times. If you need to go to the bathroom so bad you're willing to splash around during turbulent, you know, uh, you know, weather, by all means, go for it. Uh, I wouldn't, but I tell you what, uh, that's one time I would enjoy having a window seat is, you know, not being next to the aisle when someone decides they want to, uh, form a river of justice, if you will, on a flight. All right, let's go to reality, Steve. Here's what reality Steve had to say regarding the Clayton story and how nobody seems to be covering it and all that jazz. Have a listen. All right. This is something I want to talk about because it bothers me. It bothers me a lot and I'm going to get it off my chest. 
We all know about what's going on with the Clayton case involving Jane Doe and the fact that this has been going on for two or three months now. And myself and Dave Neal, Dave's covered it way more extensively than me because I think he has the platform for it with video. Audio, I've had a couple rants that I've gone off on her and I've clearly made it known where I stand on this whole thing and how I've covered it. And I've also made it known that I don't like the fact that a lot of people in Bachelor Nation are keeping their distance from it and not even giving their opinions on it for whatever reason. Well, yesterday, Susie Evans went on Nick Vial's podcast, and Susie gave pretty much the same stance she's given all along when she has talked about this in the past. She's defending Clayton. And one of the quotes that she said was, you know, when this was happening, I heard Clayton's perspective. And if there was one thing I could say about Clayton is that he is not a liar. He is not a perfect person, but he is not a liar. And I never once questioned him in his honesty to me as a person, human to human. So when he told me his side of the story very early on, I was like pissed because I was like, this is wild. This is absolutely wild. And justice needs to be served. There's answer quotes out there and you can watch uh, or listen to that podcast or even watch it if, if you so please. Here's my issue with the whole thing. That, those quotes and that story of Susie defending Clayton in his paternity case were picked up by Us Weekly. Yet no time in the last two months when Dave Neal has been covering this story daily and giving updates and showing proof that this woman's sonogram was faked and taken off the internet that was posted six years ago and given numerous updates and given story upon story. Dave did it. I've shared some of the things that she has said in emails to us. Not once has an outlet covered it. And this isn't anything against Susie. I'm glad Susie defended um, Clayton. I'm just not understanding why it took Susie going on Nick Vial's podcast for this to be covered. And this, no, this is not sour grapes. And here's why. Because there is a pecking order. I totally understand it. Dave totally understands it. There is a pecking order when it comes to the media and certain things, especially when it comes to Bachelor Nation. And I will tell you what that pecking order is right now. You've got the entertainment outlets, the people, EW, Us Weekly, um, Who's the other one? People, Us Weekly, EW, and E! Online. You know, those th those entertainment outlets. If they're going to cover a story in Bachelor Nation, that means it's big enough for them. They're the top dog when it comes to it. Totally understand that. The next level is Bachelor Nation podcast people, unfortunately. That's your Ben and Ashley's, your Nick's, your Caitlin's. Not necessarily that they are all you know, paid by the show or whatever. I'm just saying that because they were contestants on the show who have built a platform for themselves in the podcast world, they're next in line. Then the third level is the myself, Dave Neal, She's All Batch, Game of Roses. We're third. So for you to sit here and say, why are you, you know, you're acting like you should be number one. No, I'm not. I'm saying I'm very well admitting we are third on the pecking order. And then fourth is your Reddit, your Instagram accounts, stuff like that. So that's the way the pecking order is. That's not an opinion. That's fact. And when you get to this, when you get to a story like this, it's just so infuriating 
to see Us Weekly having to wait until Susie Evans makes a comment on Nick's podcast for this to be taken as, wow. I, I mean, I can't remember the last time Us Weekly wrote a story on this. Did they cover any of the two hearings that happened? Yeah, so Reality Steve's points are and very interesting to, to hear him sort of illustrate the hierarchy that exists. It's that, you know, for whatever reason, and it could be that Nick's team put out a press release saying, hey, we have this story, but, you know, for, for whatever reason, these news organizations, I say that loosely, they're just not going to cover it until they have some verified person that can comment on it. Because it's less about making the news for them and more about attaching celebrity in one form or another to whatever story that they've got. Hey, that's just how it is, but good on Reality Steve for exposing it. We'll be continuing to do our own independent journalism as we see fit. As I said earlier, you got the breaking news here, folks. You were the first to hear that I'm being slapped with what appears to be another lawsuit in Arizona, or at the very least, a threat of one. As Jane Doe says, she's retaining new counsel to take me to court. Um, I don't say this lightly, but if you haven't already and are inspired to donate to the GoFundMe. I've got a GoFundMe with legal funds that continue to mount over some of these, uh, what I believe to be very frivolous um, uh, complaints uh, regarding the truth that we are trying to expose. All right, folks, I hope you have a truthful, uh, amazing Thanksgiving. I will be coming to you tomorrow morning with a Thanksgiving declaration. That's right, folks. I've got an episode for you tomorrow, which I really don't want you to miss a special Thanksgiving episode. Uh, well, we'll see you then. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.